0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Batbooks for Beginners. I'm your host, Nick. Now we may be going through a bit of a transition in the DC comic world at the moment with the start of the DC new, but uh, that doesn't mean you want to forget about all those older stories. That's where I come in. Uh, Maybe you've just got into Batman through the don't call it a reboot reboot, um, or maybe you're just interested in revisiting older Batman stories. Maybe you're, you're tired of the DC new already. Um, either way, this is Batbooks for Beginners, and it, it's here to guide you through Batman's previous stories. Um, I've done plenty of episodes so far, and I'm just getting up to quite a milestone at the moment in Batman's history. But uh, So check back through the archives in the Batman universe for the Batbooks for Beginners older episodes, see what other books I've reviewed, what's on offer, and see what I've covered, and and you'll get a good background on Batman's past. Whether you're a new fan or an old fan, Batbooks for Beginners is a good place for you to start. So as I mentioned, I'm now entering a milestone in Batman's history, and uh, that would be because I'm reviewing Nightfall, and in particular, Nightfall Part 1, known as The Broken Bat. Now, this was written by two writers, uh, Doug Monk, Monk, still not sure how to pronounce that name, and Chuck Dixon. Now, I've reviewed uh, both of these guys' stories in the past on BBFB, and they're two writers I definitely have a lot of faith in, so it's a good start there. And the art is again provided by a few guys I'm familiar with, Norm Brayfogle and Jim Aparo, who have both done some excellent work in the past. We've also got Graham Nolan, who worked on the last story I reviewed, Vengeance of Bane, a build-up to this Nightfall story. And there's Jim Ballant who uh, worked on the Catwoman series from uh, 1993 to 1999, a very long run there of six years. Uh, he's a new artist to me, so we'll see what that's like, see how I, what I think of his work. Now, um, the reason we have so many writers and artists this time is because Nightfall is a huge story encompassing several series. It's one of the first big uh, Batman crossovers, certainly and it, it it basically encompassed all of the series that were running at the time and the story was slowly put through each book, chapter by chapter, and built up to a big climax. So this BBFB episode is probably going to be a bit longer than recent ones just because I'm dealing with a pretty big story here and it may well be that case as we run through Nightfall. Now the story was published in 1993 And it's available in trade paperback form, or you can go back and get the individual issues. I mentioned what those issues were in the previous BBFB segment. So you can go back there if you're eager to get those back issues for your collection. So, we've had loads of stories in the build-up to this mammoth first chapter in Nightfall, um, one of the most well-known sagas for Batman. So it's finally time for Night to Fall. <laughs> 21. You don't want to go straight back into the restraints now, do you? The trouble with you is that you think I suffer from insanity. You're wrong. I enjoy every minute of it. Ah! I ain't got time for this. Take a nap, it'll make the time pass quicker. Oh, that's a good one. The judge sentenced me to Arkham for 300 years. Good thing I didn't get life. Ah! Now, Hey, guard, speak up! What are you? The he's, holding? he's aiming it at the second floor! Hit the arm! Now, this sounds more like it. Incoming! <laughs> what a mess! <laughs> I spend all day tidying up my cell, and some inconsiderate mischief maker fires a tank round into it. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure they think twice before doing it again. I'm gonna right here in the bin and we're going to take it to the highest authority in Gotham City in person. Ah! Look out, world. is Joker. Ah! Master Bruce. Uh-huh. Alfred. What is it? Sir, the signal. I would have ignored it, but I've just seen it on the news. Somebody blew a hole in Arkham Asylum this morning. What? Every misfit you've hunted down and have put away in that hellhole is armed and trying to escape. So, firstly, Bane and his trio of friends from Santa Prisca steal a massive amount of weaponry as they are preparing for an all-out war. Bane concocts an attack on Arkham Asylum and stages a giant breakout of Arkham. He releases many of the most violent offenders and gives them the weaponry he stole earlier. Those criminals go on a rampage within the asylum and escape into the city. Following the massive Arkham breakout, the Mad Hatter is the first to make a move. He sends Film Freak out to find out who sprung them from confinement. He then invites Batman to a little tea party that he's having. The thugs at the tea party are easily defeated, and the Hatter is captured, but Film Freak is killed by Bane. Batman is already beginning to show his fatigue, but continues on regardless. Batman then has to deal with the ventriloquist and amygdala, who form an unlikely partnership. This is followed by Mr. Zaz, who takes several girls hostage at a boarding school. Batman manages to infiltrate the school and rescue them, but his low energy levels are really beginning to show as Bane simply continues to watch from a distance. Robin manages to track one of Bane's henchmen, called Bird, back to Bane's location. He follows the hulking menace before being ambushed and captured by Bane. Bane begins talking to Robin in the sewers when, suddenly, Killer Croc emerges and attacks Bane. All three of them fall into the sewers and are pulled further into the depths of Gotham's underground, but Robin does manage to save himself. The Joker decides to team up with Cornelius Sturk and plans to kidnap Commissioner Gordon, but Sturk quickly gets out of control and tries to kill Gordon before Batman intervenes and saves him. Sturk is captured, but the Joker manages to escape and then teams with the Scarecrow, Uh, who suggests that they need to look higher and decide to go after the mayor of Gotham. Firefly then arrives and starts torching areas of Gotham. Batman is busy and leaves it to Robin to try and find the Firefly. Tim does some research and manages to predict the villain's next move, relaying the info to Batman. Batman's unable to catch Firefly though after a lengthy fight and he realises his true weakness at that moment. Jean-Paul Valley, who has been training with Bruce recently, decides to try and help out on the streets, as does Huntress, who also turns up at one point to help too. Bruce reluctantly attends a charity ball, which is invaded by Poison Ivy, who manages to brainwash the guests thanks to plant spores. Bruce quickly changes into the Batman costume again and overpowers the manipulating villainess. The Riddler is sick of not getting the attention that his riddles deserve, with all the chaos going on around Gotham, so he decides to go on a popular TV chat show with a bomb strapped to his chest. Knowing Batman is busy, Robin rushes to the studio and manages to foil the Riddler's plot. Batman then decides he needs to go and rescue the Mayor, who, as I mentioned earlier, is being held by Scarecrow and Joker. Once he finds the two of them, Batman is gassed by Scarecrow and has visions of Jason Todd's death, clearly his biggest fear at the time. He overcomes the fear and beats Scarecrow. He then turns on the Joker and beats him severely, screaming the words Jason Todd as he does so, almost getting a small bit of revenge there on the Joker. After a lot of effort, Batman saves the man and returns him to the police. Just when he thinks he'll get a break, he's struck by a Trog, Bird and Zombie, Bane's three henchmen. And With his final remaining energy, Batman manages to defeat the three of them, but still there are no answers of Bane's whereabouts. Bruce decides to return home, eager for some rest, but Alfred is not there to greet him, very unusual. Bruce walks up through the cave to Wayne Manor to find Alfred on the floor unconscious. Bane has arrived. Bane begins pummeling into Bruce, relentlessly attacking him, with Bruce offering no defense or response to the attacks. After a massive brawl in the Batcave, Bane decides to end this, but rather than kill the Bat, he will simply break him. He takes Bruce, Lifts him above his head and smashes his spine onto Bane's knee, breaking Batman's back. And the chapter closes there. Joker, and Riddler. the night, free in the dark Who broke them out of them So what did I think of Batman Nightfall, the first chapter? Well. Firstly, um, it had a great start, Um, I loved all of Batman's work, you know, his life's work almost, being undone, but in one move by Bane, when he destroyed the asylum and let out all the villains, and and the anguish that Batman went through in that early phase of the book I thought was really powerful, and um, really set up a fantastic story. Yes, there are a lot of intense moments in this book, but um, there were some funny moments too and from people like uh from some of the lesser known rogue villains like maxi zeus for instance and we got to see the real range of batman's villains from the joker to the ventriloquist to film freak to bane to scarecrow and seeing all the villains in such a small space of time really showed you the range of the of the characters and um reinforced my love for those villains I noticed that uh, there were a lot of TV shows, radio shows, ch- sort of chat shows used to update the situation in Gotham because it's quite difficult to express how the city is coping and like the time frame we're dealing with here. And it's a technique I first noticed in the book Watchmen, and I think it was um, adopted, and I think it worked pretty well here. Not to such great effect, but p- did a pretty good job of keeping us updated on how the, the world is dealing with this this massive uh, outbreak I like the idea that to reach Bane Batman had to fight through this massive storm that Bane created around him it was challenging it was tough and, and it was a really it was a unique challenge I've not seen Batman have to deal with something like this before and that was intriguing um, one negative might be that uh, there was a new character to me called Cornelius Sturk who um, really didn't work for me he seemed very odd some sort of Zombified creature and he focuses on fear. To me, it was a bit of a Scarecrow rip-off. I think he was a character created in the 90s, kind of left in the 90s, and um, didn't really do anything for me at all. I, but then again, I thought there was a really interesting combination when the Scarecrow and the Joker teamed up. Um, and I loved the moment where fear gas was used on Joker and it didn't really have any effect. I thought that was very really interesting. I think you could see Batman's weaknesses. I thought that was shown well in the writing. For instance, Tim tells Batman that they mustn't react to everything all the time. Um, they need to try and be proactive. And so he goes to investigate Firefly and manages to predict his next move. To me, this kind of upstaged Batman and proved tr- Tim's true worth and, and showed that Tim knows where to focus attention when it's needed. Um, another negative, some of the police outfits were absolutely ridiculous. particular, Commissioner Gordon's wife who uh, was wearing some sort of pink and blue checkered jacket. Um, But, I mean, this is similar to 90s comic book fashion. We also have Bullock's bright yellow hat. Um, Really off-putting, I have to say, and doesn't hold up well over time. In, In a more general view, I thought this was a story where Batman's relentless commitment to fighting crime becomes his downfall here. He does not stop. And that is commendable, but Bane is aware of that and gave him such a challenge and he knew it was too much. It's mentioned that Batman doesn't know when to surrender in the story, but he also doesn't know when to take a break and trust others like Tim, Nightwing, Huntress to fight for him and when to to take a step back when he knows he's done too much. And um, this is a big flaw in Bruce Wayne and I think Bane recognised that and exploited it well and um, really shows a side to Bruce Wayne's character that um, is is a weakness. Uh, Once again Batman is reminded of the loss of Jason Todd when Scarecrow squirts some fear gas at him. Um, That seems to be becoming quite common now in massive stories involving Bruce. Uh, We also got the introduction of Dr. Kinsolving who didn't really do a lot in this story apart from just appear once or twice but she will become more prominent as we progress through the stories. Do not worry about that. Um, Bane figured out Batman's identity pretty quickly. Upon seeing Bruce Wayne, it seems like he's figured it out. It's great to see a villain decipher that identity um, because it never it just doesn't happen, and um, it was great to see that happen. How that is going to be taken into the future, I'm not sure. I mean, why doesn't Bane just tell everyone who Batman really is? I don't know. I hope that does get addressed. But, you know, when I look at the writing of the art, I thought Bruce's weakness was portrayed well through both mediums. Um, And I liked it. Uh, As an event, it's pretty entertaining so far. It feels very epic. But um, some, some of the execution wasn't brilliant. I mean, the individual comic book stories as you go through it, in which Batman tracks down particular villains, some are not memorable at all. We had the Mad Hatter, there's one with amygdala and ventriloquist. Um, and they're not great individual stories. But the overall story, involving Bane in particular, is good. It's There are a few individual issues, I would say. Or a bit of a waste of time, and maybe stretch the story out a bit. And the artwork, unfortunately, is quite plain. Um, the covers by Kelly Jones look pretty good. But apart from a few memorable panels, and the depiction of Bane, which I did like... I felt the art was quite simplistic. Maybe there was a massive job to do here and not enough time. I don't know, but it did feel simple, which was a shame for something this well-written and a little bit of a surprise. But, uh, you know, the, the final moments of the story were excellent. Bruce really looked afraid, very unlike him, and that final fight with Bane in the Batcave is one that I think I will always remember. It's one of the big fights of Batman's history, and we've come to that moment where his back has been broken but all in all pretty good collection of stories I have to say um, apart from being slightly drawn out and lacking some individual strength in certain areas overall it's a very good story and a good start to the Nightfall saga I'll be giving the broken bat 4 out of 5 batarangs don't remember getting to the car recall the ride home only it snatches Cave, home. Can't wear this costume in the house, promised Alfred. But where is Alfred? Oh, concentrate. Nearly at the Batcave access door. The clock hands set at the precise hour my parents were murdered. And it's unlocked. Strange. Not like Alfred to... Alfred? I left him alive, Mr. Bruce Wayne. But your underlings I want, Batman! Bane! In Wayne Manor! It is you, and you will scream my name! You know who I am! My senses are quickened in ways which give me insights denied to other men. Insights which ensure my survival, for no disguise can hide my enemies from me. This Bruce Wayne is nothing but a mask which no longer serves your purposes, Batman. What has all this been about? Freeing the inmates from Arkham. Watching me wear myself down trying to recapture them. I was a child in a jail filled with the dregs of the earth. But a vision sustained me that I would survive those days of terror, those nights of fitful dark dreams when dark winged creatures would torment me. That one day, I would rule a great city the way I ruled that jail. By defeating the dark-winged creature that haunted my tortured nights. You would kill just for... I would kill for anything. I would kill to silence a grating voice. To darken the light in eyes that dared look at me. Yours is a madness I cannot allow to run free. You must be brought down, whatever the cost. You will pay Gone. Alfred, save yourself. Run. Now, if you're wondering where I'm getting these clips that you're hearing from, then um, I recommend you check out the BBC audio drama of The Nightfall Saga, uh, starring Michael Goff, who played Alfred in the Tim Burton movies. It's a very good production, it's available on CD, or I'm sure you can download it on the internet, and uh, does a great job of covering such a large and complex story very well acted and um you can fly through it very quickly I'd highly recommend it so if you are interested in Nightfall maybe you don't want to read the books um the audio drama is an excellent uh alternative to that so next time what will happen next to Bruce is Batman gone forever well don't count on it because the next chapter is Nightfall part 2 who rules the night and in the immediate aftermath of uh Bane's destruction of Bruce Wayne, what will happen next? Has Bane won? Is it all over? Um, We will find out next time. So if you uh, would like to join me for the next BBFB, all you need to do is pick up Nightfall Part 2 Who Rules the Night? It's available as a trade paperback or you could get the individual issues, uh, Detective Comics 664 through to 666 Showcase 93 7 and 8 Shadow of the Bat, 16 to 18, and Batman issues 498 through to 500. Or, as I said, simply pick up the trade paperback. So I hope you're enjoying the start of Nightfall. Sorry for the lengthy BBFB. I hope it hasn't taken too much time out of the comic cast. I've been Nick, and now I'll send you back to Dustin and the guys. Farewell. anomaly This is over. You are nothing. Robin. Beg for mercy. Scream my name. Go, go to hell. You want death? I deny it to you. I will erase you up.